Uh, good morning. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Russ M. Hold on one second. One second. All right, my name is Russ M. I'm a moderator, recover compulsive overeater. Today is February 2nd, Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Today we're reading, we're finishing up the doctor's opinion. We're on page XXXII, uh, and we're starting with. However, he did become sold, and we're ending with William D. Silkworth, MD. And our readers for today, steps, the steps are 10 and P that we have for the traditions, uh, Amory M. Starting us off with the Texas PP, then S is reading page 164, a pack up readers, KG, a newcomer readers, Krista F., second hour host, Eileen M., and announcements is Robin P. We have reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, uh, February 1st, 2024, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 21,093, 21093. Uh, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 21,094, 21094. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who do shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees or members for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. Neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message of the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and practice of 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Tenzin P to read the 12 steps. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Tenzin P checking in from New York. Uh, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct demands to such people wherever possible, except where to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, thought through prayer and meditation 
to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive all readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Can't hear you, Russ. This is Anne Marie M. For the 12 traditions, I'll go ahead. Um, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, thus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as, or, as such may create service um, boards or committees directly responsible to those served. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. All right, thanks, Anne-Marie. Thank you, Tenzin. Appreciate it. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery with the, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing. That you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Uh, our, our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. <clears throat> Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we're finishing up the doctor's opinion. We're on page XXXII, that first paragraph. 
end in the chapter, and it starts with, uh, however, he did become sold on the ideas, and it ends with uh, William B. Silkworth, MD. And we're going to have Pete B. start us off today. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate it. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overheater. I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and I am in Pennsylvania. However, he did become sold on the ideas contained in this book. He has not had a drink for a great many years. I see him now and then, and he is a fine specimen of manhood, as one could wish to meet. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through and through. Perhaps he came to scoff, he may remain to pray. William D. Silkworth, MD. Yeah, so um, this is, you know, you know we have uh, uh, an abundance of historians and historian wannabes on this meeting, and I almost felt compelled to dig into the, you know, who it was and what his name was. That's already been established, and it's probably not really necessary. I have difficulty remembering you know, my kids' names, I don't think I have to worry about, you know, who the, who the, 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 the main members of this, of this organization were to put this together. But I think, I think what, what's important here is it's talking about that this person became sold on the ideas contained in this book. Because when this person who we're referring to got sober, there was no book. There were no 12 steps and there were, you know, the, 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 these, these people, along with Bill Wilson that are mentioned in this chapter, all became an essential part of creating this book that we all study, right? But they were, they were sold on the essential ideas of it, right? And, and, and so what are they? And I guess they're, they're subject to interpretation, but essentially the ideas are, you know, you know according to PB, and I'm not going to make it into this book anytime soon. Right, that this is in fact a horrible, fatal condition. It's not an inconvenience. It's not a character flaw. It's not a. It's not. You know. It's not a weakness. It's not that I'm bad. It's an illness. It's a condition that not everybody has that uses the substance that we use. It's a horrible, fatal illness. If you have it, or if you potentially have it, it's only going to get better, never worse. And that no, you know, new code of morals or better philosophy is going to address it. If we do, in fact, have it, the only hope we have is to be entirely abstinent, abstain from the substance that triggers the abnormal reaction, and to stay that way by having a spiritual experience. The whole rest of the book, outlines a process, not the only process, but a process for having a spiritual experience. If followed as outlined, is 100% successful because it's done so in entire abstinence. And then the rest of it is about the essential factor of our existence, that one person afflicted with the illness that found the solution and is entirely abstinent can carry that message to another sick and suffering person, and that other sick and suffering person can relate and have that same experience, and the, and the process repeats over and over and over again. The ideas are not 
you know, how you do it or who you do it with or how fast you do it and what room you do it in. The ideas are simple. Put the substance down. Have a spiritual experience. Clean up the wreckage of your past and help others. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate it. Now we're going to open up the line for sharing. And uh, although we value experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so others can share their experience too. Um, um, so if you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. Please step back and allow others to share. And if you could, and I know it's not easy, you could do it one at a time. That would be great. All right, who's up? Who wants to do it? Kathy Marie. Wanda R. Wanda R. Hold on, hold on. Shannon Okay, okay, okay. I got, I got, I got Kathy. I got, I think Lauren B. Uh, um, I heard Shanna. I got to remember Reba and someone from Costa Rica. Oh, Robin Rob, D. that's Rob, that's, that's Robin, yeah. Uh, there is a Lauren, is that Lauren Grace? Harlan G, too, Russ. Yes, you that's right. Harlan, Harlan G. And Bonnie Kathy B. W. Bon, Bonnie B. And, Kathy W. Uh, from Kathy Texas. W, all right. All right, we got it. We got a heck of a list now. Three M. I put, uh, Emory. Okay. All right. I think we're good there. Um, uh, yeah, we got a heck of a list today. You guys are ready today. So we got Kathy C, Lauren Grace B, I believe, Shanna C, Reva P, Robin P, Harlan G, Bonnie B, Kathy W, and Emory M for the first round. All right. Kathy C, you're up. I am a recoverable. The one for your this morning. Um, you know, the uh, sentence that stood out for me is the first one. It says, however, right, this probably being doubtful, you know, he is contained in the book. So, for me, is, you know, I had to consent right, to my books. I had this and I stopped it by myself. Um, and the ideas, right? What ideas? The ideas for me were the step, were the step, was the step work. And I want to page 60 reminding me what other ideas that I have to make clear right before, you know, continuing on, before embarking on this. Am I willing to see the, um, you know, the three pertinent ideas that, oh, we were alcoholic, right? So also overeaters, not manage my own life. Much as I tried, all my great ideas, all the good reasons to that behavior, I couldn't have that. That's that probably no human power could have released the alcohol. Yes, I was Kathy, we're we're having a hard time hearing you. You're oh. kind of drift drifting in and out. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Now, now I can hear you, right? Oh, much I apologize. Back, much, much, much I, 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 yeah. 
you. So, um, and then see, and that God could work he God can't
being badly mangled before, somehow I got desperate enough to be willing to abandon myself to this God of my understanding completely and give up the whole idea that I had any power whatsoever over this horrific, hellacious, merciless disease. Ugh, I try not to get too emotional, but it, it's just um, when I think about where I, I personally was and where I am now, I'm so grateful that, for the opportunity to get to, to work with others. Like when, when it talks about this man being sold on the ideas, this, this is a result of one alcoholic carrying a message to another alcoholic, sharing his experience, you know, and then that guy being in just enough pain to be willing to follow the directions required so that he could have that spiritual experience, you know, and, and, and Dr. Silkworth talking about this. And so that's what happened with me. Uh, you know, for me, I didn't work on step one when I got here um, so much. It was more like I'm dying and I can't breathe and I, I want to, I want to, I want to kill myself, right? When I had everything in the world to live for. And what happened with me is someone was sharing their, sharing their story, their experience on this line. And I heard them and I called them and she helped me. She was there for me. She was the place to land. But what helped me was that I cried out to God, the God of my understanding and absolute desperation. I can't even describe to you the level of, from the level of guttural pain I was reaching out to God from. I can't even describe it. And I believe it was then that that obsession was removed and I was put in a position for this, you know, in working the steps and having someone and having an outline plan of action to keep that obsession away. They were, I don't believe that the obsession would have been removed had I not fully conceded to the fact that I'm going to have to carry a message to someone who still suffers for real. And that, um, that, that this is a real disease and I have it. This isn't, this isn't just a bad habit. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, so far so good. It seems to continue to work. Um, thank you so much, Russ. You know, and I will remain to pray. Thank you, God. I get to do that. It saves me every time. I'll talk to you soon. Excuse me. Thank you, Shannon. Next up is Reva P. Followed by uh, Robin P. Good morning. This is Reva P. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. So what strikes me in these paragraphs is, however, we just read everything was so complex. His depression was so great. We weren't even sure as doctors, we doubted even moral psychology, spiritual experience, whatever you want to call it. We even doubted that was going to work. However, however, um, he was sold. And it doesn't say he understood or he agreed with the concepts and ideas that are now known as the 12 steps. He was sold, which to me implies an action. So he took the action. He put the alcohol, the alcoholic in our case, alcoholic foods, ingredients, behaviors down and worked the steps. So how did he get that spiritual experience? How did ideas, emotions, whatever get rearranged? He took the action first and then the mindset changed. And that is such a great reminder. What do I do? 
when things seem so complicated. You know, I have a situation in my life now. It's so complicated. It's getting me so down and I'm doubting. Doubt to me is even worse than fear and resentment. Doubt, like I'm, when I start doubting God, I'm in trouble. What do I do? I take one simple action after the other. Do the next right thing. Do the step work, whatever it is. The next right thing. Simple. This program is simple. Um, and what happens when I do those actions? Not only has he not had a drink in so many years, but he's this fine specimen. So he's living by spiritual principles. And then there's this bookend. We have the doubt, the paragraph before, and then the last paragraph. So again, every time I come to doubt, if I scoff, I doubt, I'm not so sure. Is God really going to come through this time? Is this really going to work? Um, I stay. And to me, prayer means keeping that spiritual connection um, with God, which means I got to do all the other steps before step 11 to, you know, maintain and keep that strong. So um, that's what I do. Keep the food down one step after the other, after the other, and no debates, no trying to understand, figure out if I, it doesn't say he stopped and he analyzed to death. You know, we just action after action. And then the mind, attitude, thinking, everything follows you know we straighten out spiritually and then physically mentally and with that i pass all right reva thank you uh next up is robin p followed by Arlen g thank you guys i am robin p i'm a really grateful recovered compulsive overeater in costa rica and um, i'm usually on the 10 a.m i'm very grateful to be on the earlier meeting this morning um you know uh i just Oh, my gosh. I was such a low-bottom bulimic and anorexic and compulsive reader. Oh, my gosh. And now I am this person. I am a fine specimen of womanhood. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm of service to God and my fellows. People always say, you're such a light. And think people never said that to me when I was in the disease. You know, and I'm so grateful for these past eight years, one day at a time. And so grateful to God and this and vision and working the steps and the willingness, honesty, open-mindedness, the willingness to work the program when I don't feel like it. <laughs> um, and sorry about the birds in the background. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, and I also totally came to scoff. I was so desperate. And um, I first tried OA in New York City. And um, at the Moravian Church in 1981, and I went in and I saw God on the walls, and I had been raised atheist, and um, I looked, and I said, oh, no, these people, they substituted one crutch for another, and I, I left, and it, and it was really challenging for me, and I, I had to just practice, you know, acting as if, and any power greater, because food was my God, and any power greater than food and um, I went to food for everything and that was my only quote friend which was not my friend and um, you know I'm just so eternally grateful I have remained to pray and I I am a true believer in God and um, I'm it's amazing this was my bridge to God I don't believe that I would have come to God uh, without this bridge 
Uh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to all of you. And oh my goodness, what a, it's literally a daily miracle. I I I don't live to eat. I eat to live. And my food is my medicine. It used to be my poison. I, I'm actually an organic, gluten-free vegan. And I, my food, I really care about putting healthy things in my body. And it, it, it makes a difference for me. So I bless everybody with a really blessed, abstinent day I pass. Thank you, Robin. Next up is Harlan G. But before we do that, let me let you know where we are. You jumped on a little later. We're finishing up the doctor's opinion page XXXII. Uh, however, he did become sold and ending with William D. Silkworth, MD. All right, Harry, you're up, buddy. All right, thanks, Russ. You sound terrible. You sound like I sounded yesterday. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm an unashamed historian of this, so I'm going to delve into that just a little bit. Uh, he did become sold. Who's he? He is Fitz Mayo. We've been talking about Fitz since the second part of the last page, and Fitz Mayo uh, would become a very close friend of Bill Wilson's, and Fitz Mayo did remain sober throughout the rest of his life, and he died in 1943 of cancer, unfortunately. Now, let's take a look at this paragraph and put it in its historical perspective. He says, I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through, and though perhaps he came to scoff, he remained to pray. Why would someone come to scoff at AA. Let's put it in its perspective. For thousands and thousands of years, there was no effective remedy whatsoever for this illness. They didn't even know it was an illness. They just thought that these inebriates needed to be locked in an asylum. They needed to be locked away, lobotomized, institutionalized, jailed, and, and that's what happened for thousands and thousands of years. Six years before the big book was published, in 1933, prohibition ended in this country. And they all remembered that very well. It was only six years before. That experiment, that great social experiment of prohibition, was a failure. It was an utter failure. A hundred years before AA was formed, in 1840, in Baltimore, Maryland, Bill Mitchell and John Hoss founded the Washingtonian movement, a temperance union uh, movement, to try to get people not to drink. It was an utter failure. Never before in the history of the world had there been any successful endeavor to get people to have, not people, but alcoholics, excuse me, alcoholics, any remedy or relief whatsoever. The only thing they knew to do with these people was to lock them up, lobotomize them, institutionalize them, jail them, kill them. And what happened to women was really something. And the depth at which I accept the doctor's opinion will mark the urgency that I will work the rest of the steps. Because this Dr. Silkworth, who did put his name that you're seeing here in the first 10 printings of this book, he would not allow his name in this book because his theories were just observations. They were unprovable scientifically. 
And in 1950, Harry Tebow, the famous psychiatrist of Bill Wilson, got his paper accepted by the American Psychiatric Association, the American Medical Association, that alcoholism was an illness. And so Silkworth said, you can put my name in there now. And Silkworth himself died in 1951, a year later. I just want to take a moment today to say thank you to God because it was 45 years ago today, February 2nd, 1979, that I attended my first meeting of OA. And boy, has life changed in the last 45 years for me. It changed me, and maybe I changed it a little bit too. I don't know. But I'm grateful to God that I ended up here. And uh, there's a lot of uh, lot of good stuff in this little paragraph, these little uh uh, end here of Silkworth. I think you said time. I'm going to shut up. With that, I'll pass. Thanks much for your service. I thought you said time. It didn't register in my noodle. Thanks for your thanks. <laughs> All right. Oh, I appreciate it. Next up is Bonnie B. Oh, by uh, Kathy W. <laughs> Sorry about Good morning, everyone. That. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Russ. Good morning, everyone. Bonnie B. from the beautiful state of Florida, um, recovered by the grace of God today. Um, what a beautiful way to end this chapter. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I you know this is a shout out to anyone who is not um, in that place where they want to be. Because I'll tell you, I've been a wannabe for a long time. And it hasn't been because I haven't been on the phone lines or doing what I thought I was supposed to do. It's because it just wasn't the time. Um, you know, and it, it says, you know, he did become sold on the ideas. I came into the program and I really did embrace the ideas. But this is my reality. I didn't get what I didn't get. And that's how it played out. And when people would say, just keep coming back, an issue, I used to think that just sounds so stupid. But this is the answer. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Because the God that I serve never wanted my list. He wanted my heart. And if I continue to come back and I continue to offer that God my heart in that third step prayer and do the best I can do with the instructions found in this book. And I do have to follow, I do have to follow the instructions in this book because I do have a different DNA. I have to follow these instructions. I do have a disease. I do have a different DNA than the majority of the people in my family and most of my friends. Um, but when I follow the instructions in this book, by becoming sold on them, and that for me meant trial and error. I tried this and then I tried that and I tried this and I tried that. And if it didn't work, I came back again. No shame, no guilt. This is the most beautiful thing about this program is there was no baseball bat. You know, so often I felt like there was a baseball bat and, 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 and it was in my head, but you blew it again, go back into the closet, beat yourself up and leave the program. Every time I came back, I had people with open arms saying to me, it's all right, it's all right, let's do it again, let's do it again. Trusting God that God was gonna show me what I missed. And the very last advice that he gives, which is so beautiful, is um, remain to pray. For me, I came in with a very strong faith and yet it didn't do it. I had to get down to um, the causes and the conditions. The big book calls them the cataracts, the prejudices, right? Those things that separated me from the God that I served so that for the first time I could see clearly what it was. And yes, now I run back 
to step four, to actually step 10. If I lose my peace, I go straight back to what's my part because it's never going to be what I think it is. It's always going to be something that's hurt on the inside of me and God wants to bring healing to that. So for any of you that are newcomers or that have relapsed many times and you're thinking, I don't know if I can get this. Oh my goodness. Call me Bonnie B in Florida. Um, you'll be talking to someone who has relapsed many times, but by the grace of God, it's clear today. Thank you so much, and I'll pass. All right, Bonnie. Next up is Kathy W. followed by Anne Marie M. And we'll take another Good list. morning. Good morning, everybody. This is Kathy W. from Texas, and I um, am a grateful recovering um, compulsive overeater. I'm new to the program pretty brand new, like four to five weeks have been in, but I just wanted to comment and claim my seat. I just feel so um, overwhelmingly grateful for this. I just, I've been in another program for seven years and I, and I, I never heard this for whatever reason. And they definitely did use the big book, but they didn't, for whatever reason, I don't know if I just wasn't ready to hear it or the presentation was different, but since I've come to vision and I've, I've been on these meetings in the morning, I'm like, I have been transformed by what I'm hearing and I am sold. I am completely sold on the ideas contained in this book. And the other thing that um, is evident to me is that my ideas never worked. I had a ton of ideas and I wanted them to work, but they sure did not work. And they were all surrounded um, around dieting and dieting with group support and um, so focused on the food plan and the scale and, and not focused on the steps at all. And this is so brand new to me to suddenly have um, a plan like the steps to follow and to work the steps and to do the next right thing, to go from one step to the next and and also to have put the food down before you work the steps because then your your channel is open. You're able to hear and receive. It's just all blowing my mind because it's all very new to me. And even though I've been around for a while, I've never, ever gotten it. So I'm just so grateful that I am getting it now. And I am just now um, in my fourth step and learning a lot as I go and so grateful that I get to be here and that I get to continue to remain and to pray. So thank you for letting me share. I'll pass. All right. Thanks, Kath. Next up is Anne-Marie M. And then we'll take another list. Good morning. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. Gratefully recovered through God's grace and by working the steps in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I too um, belong to. Uh, 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 um, I do belong to Alcoholics Anonymous. I was just talking to a fellow the, uh, this morning. Um, was it last night? But anyway, um, we we got into the um, the AA twelve and twelve, and that's where I studied from. So um, I'm just so appreciative of this book. I'm also very appreciative of the history that I hear. It, for me, it brings this book alive. Um, this book is antiquated. It, it'll have for me to understand sometimes. And, and when I hear the history, it really it brings 
provide, and I, and I appreciate all the work that people that do, um, you know, those historians do put in to um, you know, giving us uh, history. Um, so, um, and I pass that along. Uh, I've, I've been able to pass that along, so and people appreciate that as well. So, getting back to the paragraph, um, I'm just grateful that um, I don't know whose idea it was for someone to ask uh, Dr. Silk, or I think it was probably Bill's idea to uh, endorse um, Alcoholics Anonymous, because I think without that, just like we heard in the history, that I don't think people would have, would have even bought this book. Um, it's just another fad, you know. I think people would have just thought that this would be another fad. So uh, I'm I'm grateful for that and. Um, the idea that this um, this man Fitznail was sold on the idea. Someone else had mentioned that I had to be sold on this idea. I I I I didn't have any faith that I would ever be able to go a day without compulsively overeating. It just seemed impossible. And when people said that they had years of abstinence. I thought there was no way. I mean, it was not the weekend, just or something. So um, this man was sold on the idea, and I had to get sold on the idea. It cost me a big price um, to uh, because I was I was adamant about doing it my own way. Even after people showed me what they went through, um, I think it was the six gold and determined to do it my way. But I'm just so grateful that um, God has graced me and I was brought down to my knees and finally um, saw what I needed to do and work the steps in this book. And I was and I was sold on the idea that um, the ideas in this book. Pass, thanks. Perfect timing there, Anne-Marie. All right, we're going to open it up again for sharing. You know where we're at. We're ending the doctor's opinion today. And if, if you shared in the past couple of days, please step back. Who would like to share? Darian I got Darian. Someone else there. Julie M. Matthew G. Matthew and then Julie. Matthew G. Morning. Julie. And I think, I think that's... And that was GNL. So let's leave it at that because we're, we're creeping up in time. Do we have time after? I'll take more. All right. So, Darian K., you're up. Everybody else, oh. please mute your phone. Yes. Good morning, Russ. Can you hear me all right? Gotcha. Yep. Good, good, good. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm Darian K. in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Western Mass, and just so grateful, grateful, I'm always grateful to be on the line, you know, to dial in and have you all there, and have hundreds of you all there, it's just, it's so amazing, you know, and it's just as amazing um, that, for, you know, I've been in a program, gosh, 37 years, and for a very long time, I never read the doctor's opinion. I, I read the big book, I did read the big book, my, my sponsor told me, read a page at night, um, from the very beginning, which was so good, but that page was page one, <laughs> and um, and so 
how much did I miss for so many years because, wow, this, this is just amazing. Um, and thank you, God, for Dr. Silkworth putting his um, medical stamp, you know, on our, um, our book so that it gives it credence, you know, um, and, it, and it gives, it gives a, a viewpoint of a very intelligent but um, humble human being. You know, I decided to step back and say, you know, I don't have the, I don't have the answers. I went to school, I got all this, all these degrees, and I just don't have the answers for these people. And um, and then here you go, this is the answer. You can believe them, and um, and so it's just, it's just wonderful. And I, and I just so, I'm just so grateful, grateful that I found this program when I did, um, grateful that I continue work it. Grateful that I'm still excited to be a part of it. Um, that it's not, it doesn't get old. Um, you know that I don't have to get sold on it, like it says sold on the ideas. Like I really don't um, have to get sold. Like I just believe in my heart that this is where I belong. Um, that I am one of you, and you are, you know, you are me, and, um, and we just all, you know, hold our hands together each each day. Um, in prayer, just asking for one more day, one more day, put our drug of choice down and to work this program and to be a healthy, peaceful, sometimes happy <laughs> um, human being in this in this crazy world we live in. So thank you so much, I guess. All right, Darren, thank you. Next up is Matthew G, followed by Julie M. Hey there, Russ. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Matthew G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Paris, France. I'm so grateful to be here today. On May 2nd, 2022, was my first Vision for You meeting. It was a Monday, and it was this exact and two paragraphs. And I'm so glad that I that I remained to pray. Um, this meeting is awesome. You know, um, I found this meeting thanks to amazing members and their podcast. You know, Melissa C., Janet B., Harlan G., and my amazing sponsor, Pete B., drew me to this meeting, and I'm so glad I found it. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, did I say that I'm recovered? I am. It's just incredible. The, the, this, this study, this intricate study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that this meeting has is so powerful. Um, and I love that we read this book through and through, you know, and we really accept the spiritual solution that it offers. And, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm trembling with excitement and joy um, uh, and happiness, real, real, real joy. <laughs> and, and just the sense of freedom I have now, you know, and, and the, the, how the ideas contained in this book, how it applies so perfectly to, 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 to this compulsive overeater and that how you guys helped me understand that I had to get really clear what my alcoholic foods were. There was no yellow light. It was, there were alcoholic foods. And as, as an alcoholic, I could understand that, that once I started, I couldn't stop and that I had to completely eliminate it. I had to, I had to have complete abstinence. Boy, and I did. And, 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 and with my amazing sponsor, I was able to that took me through the book and the steps. I was able to have a spiritual awakening. I had complete neutrality around food. And, um, you know, I weigh and measure my meals. I come to this meeting every day. Um, I just love you guys so much. It's like a family. 
um, I'll shut up now and uh, I will stay to pray and pray. And I want to, I'll keep coming back year after year and read it again and again. Peace out. Ciao. All right there, Matthew. Thank you, brother. Uh, next up is Julianne followed by Marzi. Hi, good morning. This is Julianne, uh, compulsive overeater in Colorado. And I just feel so, so grateful for Dr. Silkworth and the doctor's opinion. Um, I, I've been in OA. I've been in OA almost 12 years, and I didn't find the doctor's opinion until I found a vision for you, which I think was maybe eight years ago, seven years ago. And it just, it made all the difference. It was the first time I realized, you know, the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind. But more than anything, I just, I remember reading this for the first time and just having like my mind blown over and over and crying and crying. And, you know, there's a, there's a line on page XXIX where it says, I do not hold with those who believe that alcoholism is a problem of mental control. And I, I still get emotional when I read that because it was the first time I realized that I, this is not my fault because all I had done my whole life was berate myself and look in the mirror and tell myself awful names and degrade myself and beat myself up because I couldn't stop eating and I couldn't get out of the food. And I just, this saved my life, like not just in terms of weight, but in terms of the shame that I felt and the, just the horrible ways that I used to treat myself and others would treat me. I used to get horrible names about my body from my ex-husband. And, um, you know, I, I remember reading a book and in the beginning it was this, you know, big famous guy saying, you know, he'd seen all these, all these clients and the one thing they had in common was everyone wanted to be happy. And the only people that truly were, were the people who had a, a relationship to spirituality. And I remember thinking, okay, well I'm screwed because I did not grow up with religion. I grew up atheist. And when I found program, the word God made me want to throw up. I, I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't even say the word God for years. I, I could barely even say HP and um, for higher power. I used to write HP on my hand, and it used to kind of disgust me. And now I go to God. I lean into God. I, I had no idea that this was my way to God. And um, it has just saved my life on so many levels. So Thank you, Dr. Silkworth. I owe you my life. And with that, I'll pass. All right there, Julie. Don't we all, right? All right, next up is Mara. I think we, we might be cutting it close there, uh, Jan, but hopefully we can we can fit everybody. All right, Mara, you're up. I'll be brief. Thanks, Russ, for your service. I appreciate it very much. Mara Z, recovered in Virginia. By God's grace and mercy. Um, I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through. And though perhaps he came to scoff, he may remain to pray. I don't know that I scoffed out of not believing, 
but I certainly didn't believe that God would do anything for me. I knew he worked in everybody else's life, but I was the scum. I was the, the junk on the bottom of the barrel. So why would he be concerned with me? There's no reason why, except that when I started working these steps and I put down the food and then started working these steps, I came to see that God has been working in my life whether or not I gave him permission to do so. He'd been there all along. I just turned a blind eye, or maybe not even turning a blind eye, but so much as being ignorant of his presence in my life. Not believing I was worthy, so I didn't see what was going on in my life and how he took care of me. I earnestly advise every alcoholic to read this book through, and though perhaps he came to scoff, he may remain to pray. And God willing, I will remain to pray for many more years. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Mar. So we have uh, about two minutes left there, Jen, if you want to rock that out. It's all yours. What was the last person's name? That's Mara Z. Mara Z, thank you. From where? I believe Maryland. Or Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. All right, so you you have two minutes, exactly. Good morning. This is Jan L. in Florida. Uh, I really just want to share a little bit for newcomers based on my experience. Um, I uh, am finally on the path to being recovered, and the word finally must be emphasized. Uh, I can't say when I read this paragraph that I consciously scoffed. I've worked hard, I relapsed. I worked hard, I relapsed. I was in OA for decades. Uh, I was not in vision. I came to vision eight years ago and knew it was for me. Tried and felt like I failed. So that's just how I wrapped that one up. I said I'm a failure at that and went back to the other OA meetings I had been in for decades. The disease got worse. You know, this chapter tells me that I am not like others when it comes to food. Well, that was pretty easy for me to accept. I could see that all around me. But I just recently have realized that, you know, my need for approval, my anger, so many of my problems were wrapped up in me not knowing who I am, not knowing who my God is. I wasn't completely open, and I didn't even know it. But I did not quit. I did not quit. I will never quit. And I'm really starting to awaken. So I just want to say to newcomers that there is so much freedom, and there's a completely new life awaiting you. If you think you're different with food, that you self-destructive with food like us. This vision program is the beginning of my awakening. Thank you all. All right. Thank you, Jan. Thank you to everyone who shared on this this awesome meeting. Um, Let me get my script here. Uh, Please please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following, following closing. 
the share ID for today, Friday, uh, February 2nd, 2024, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 21,096-21096. All right, we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164. And I've asked Lynn S to re read uh, a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Then we'll pray to, pray to serenity prayer. Good morning, Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.